The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who is on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. You guys getting ready for a long weekend, I hear. <laughs> I wish I knew what that was like. Um, I haven't known what that's like for a decade or something. I, I don't even know what it is to really take a vacation. Because if I go somewhere on quote unquote vacation, I'm always, I'm always seem to be working. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you scroll down on the right side of the page, we are going live, second video down, the one above that is Bradley's show from yesterday, you can click on that and play that if you missed it, or you can catch him live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com right 
in the top area there uh, for the, the radio show. Otherwise, you can click on to hours and enlarge that. That's right. You can see the face. It's made for radio. And you can also click on to the platform and join us in the chat. Love to see you there. Um, lots of friends in the chat this morning. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. And, um, yeah, just join with us, like-minded people there. Right above that is a place where you can subscribe. Put your email in. Uh, we don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email from us a day. That's it. Okay? With no overload, just one email. And that's all the articles from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com for the day, including the morning show archive. So all the stuff we're going to talk about this morning, all the links, uh, videos if we use those, or whatever the case may be, all of that will be in the morning archive later this morning, and you get that in your email in case through the day you forget it, but you say, hey, there was something I wanted to check out there, uh, you're able to do that. Also, if you agree with the Sons of Liberty Media's message, we don't ask you for money, but we do tell you our needs, and if you're able and you want to help in those needs, um, then there's a donate button right right at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, we don't just do radio shows or internet, we're out there among the people as well. And um, we also have a store. So if you uh, are looking for good conversation starters, whether it's a T-shirt, a hat, a coffee mug, a water bottle, or a number of other things that we have in the store, or if you're looking for tools to equip you, check out our store. It helps us. It helps you. Maybe you've got somebody that needs a gift. uh, You're trying to get a gift for here now. Pick it up in our store, and uh, you'll be glad you did. And you'll help us do what we're doing every day. So with that said, now about a week or so ago, we brought Captain Carl on. They were planning on setting up in Utah, getting the Patriots out there in Utah to set up at the state capitol and uh, come armed and persuade the representatives to form a piece of legislation and start nullifying federal unconstitutional federal laws and then come behind them with um, a resolution, with an arrest provision, so that they could arrest federal agents who attempt to enforce unconstitutional actions against the people, unconstitutional legislation against the people, okay? So that was, that was the thing. It was all based upon the Tenth Amendment. The powers not given to the federal government <clears throat> are retained by the states. And so with that said, I, I said, okay, so we've got an open day here. I called up Carl... Yesterday, I said, do you want to come on and give us a, uh, an update as to how things are going? Because Carl says, we're going to be there till the second coming or until they get the, uh, they get the stuff going the way they're supposed to do. So Carl is joining us live way out there in the West, where I think it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. So he's really suffering here to, to get up and be with us. And I uh, want to welcome to the show again, Captain Carl. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Tim. Good to hear from you again. And uh, I'm happy to give you an update. Um, we are really excited out there. We've, we're talking to a lot of people that come around the state capitol, uh, and we're really excited about this. And wherever we travel, we are constantly talking to the people of Utah. You know, one of the things that I really love about the state of Utah are the people. Uh, Salt, the Salt Lake City area itself isn't quite as constitutional as the as the balance of the state, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, I had mentioned to you that we stopped at, uh, me and, well, myself originally, 
And then I meet a, met a bunch of people there uh, at two different events, one in uh, uh, Moroni uh, and one in Vineyard, Utah, where there were approximately a thousand people apiece on uh, freedom and liberty events. I spoke to those people there. Uh, and <laughs> in one place, Tim, you love this. They had a bonfire where they built this great big uh, vaccination needle out of wood. And then they, uh, they put it on fire uh, in, in uh, protest of the, basically in a way, forced vaccinations. Uh, so we found that really, really, really cool. One of, our, uh, one of our constitutional attorneys was there that I met for the first time up in Portland, Oregon, when they were, uh, they put my uh, constitutional patriots on trial. There were the, the Bundy family, uh, Ammon and Ryan and Clive and Bundy, and uh, Shauna Cox was there, and uh, you know, and a few of my uh, American Militia Freedom Forces people who were arrested for the Nellier Wildlife Operation. We called it uh, Harney County Resource Center for Public Constitutional Education. Uh, they were arrested. Uh, we weren't arrested. My A-team unit wasn't arrested because we went dark into Utah for uh, four to five months. And uh, I told the people there, you know, don't go right home unless you bring your militia. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, swatted down and you'll be arrested and put in jail. You have to go on trial. They, unfortunately, a lot of my brothers in the militias didn't listen, and that's what happened to them. Uh, but then we won. We well, won Carl, in that Carl, give people uh, a little update. I, I, I said some things right there at the first, but give people a little update who didn't hear you the okay. first time as to why you're in Utah and what you're right. doing there. Help, give them a little a little flavor of what you guys have been, uh, what your goal is of being out there and what you're actually doing uh, before you get into the, right. the update stuff. Okay, so what we're doing is... Um, we are calling for hundreds of Utah families to help surround the state capitol because we don't have too, too much longer, just a few months ahead. Uh, a lot of the economists are convinced that the dollar is going to absolutely collapse uh, before the end of this year. So we only have months. Uh, the Utah legislature will not be back in formal session until January of this year. So we don't have much time to, um, to cause them to sponsor and pass an exact facsimile of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions, which were originally drafted by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, uh, and augment them with an arrest provision. Um, basically what it says is that anything that is a usurpation of power or, or spending and also income tax, that includes income taxes as a usurpation of power, uh, shall be state nullified. And then with the augmentation of an arrest provision, the county sheriffs will be able to, to patrol their, their counties. And if they see a federal agent that is refusing to cease and desist anything that's been properly and constitutionally state nullified, um, they will given, be given a sheet of paper of a, approximately, say, 100 bills every month that, we're, that the state of Utah is state nullifying. And if the county sheriff sees a federal agent of any sort 
that is refusing to cease and desist something that's been properly and constitutionally state nullified, they will be arrested, they'll be thrown in jail, and they'll be they'll be given the right to an attorney of their, I mean, of course, an attorney, but also uh, the right of a jury by a, a trial of their peers. And if the jury finds out or realizes that, yes, indeed, they refuse to, they refuse to cease and desist something that's properly and constitutionally state nullified, they'll be sentenced. And so that's what we're working on right now. And um, what will happen if we are successful is we'll be able to stop the collapse of the dollar where it goes down to zero dollars. It's not worth anything. It has absolutely no buying power. And that'll give us enough time to finish what Utah has actually already started. And that is the use of gold and silver as a tender and payment of debts pursuant to the money clause laws under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5, and also pursuant to Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1, which says that only gold and silver coins shall be used in tender or payment of debts. That is the supreme law of the land. And if we can restore these things through this legislation and using state nullification to reverse the thousands of bills that are nothing but usurpations of power since the advent of 1913, then we'll be able to hold up that value of that dollar for long enough to finish going into the gold and silver and uh, save our state from the what's called the global reset, where they're trying to take over the world by providing a currency that is called special drawing rights. By the way, the way they what they're going to do is fill up a it's, imagine a big bowl, an international bowl. Everybody's going to the this, remember now the, the U.S. dollar has collapsed as a world reserve currency, so it doesn't have any value. The plan that the plan that they have is take the world currencies and whatever they use, gold, silver, uh, rubies, emeralds, anything of value, your home. Uh, they'll put that on a piece of paper. That'll go in there. Um, they're going to steal all this money from people from around the world. And the deal will be, hey, if you do what we're asking you to do, we're going to get you money. We're going to get you food. We're going to get you supplies that you need. But they're only going to give you what they feel they want to give you. And it's going to be called special drawing rights. So you'll have, they're going to give you rights to pull money out of that big bowl of, of, of assets. And they'll give you what they think they should give you. And I want to just remind the people here, and I know that a lot of people have heard this because I've been talking to a lot of people, and they have indeed heard this. But the, uh, there's a guy by the name of uh, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, and he's saying, uh, you will own nothing and like it. And that's what they're planning on doing. And all of this is going to happen when the dollar collapses and our children are starving on the floor and you're going to want to feed them because you don't want to see your children die and get and, and buy out to buy any kind of provision that you may need for your household, for your family. And so what we're trying to do is stop that. The state legislators are duty bound, according to the founding fathers, to do this. And they should have been doing this since 1913. They should have been doing it all the way along. But what happened was, is we, the people, got lax at the wheel. And we weren't, we weren't compelling, we, we weren't keeping our mind about ourselves 
and seeing what the Republicans and the Democrats and the presidents have been doing since 1913, which is robbing powers and rights from us, you know, that are guaranteed us through the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And by the way, also the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence is the first currently existing law in U.S. code. And then, of course, you have its two dovetail documents, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. What we need to do is surround that state capital and compel our state legislators. And this should be done all around the entire country. But we know that if we get Utah to pass this bill, these resolutions, which will actually technically be laws, because now they're not just resolutions, they're binding. They're binding by the force of guns through our law enforcement agencies. And that's what we need to do to protect ourselves from not, ha- not being allowed to, be, to own any property at all. All property will be owned by the, like the UN. It's, uh, what I wanna tell you is that it's gonna be a green hybrid UN combination government, socialist, communist, fascist government. And what's gonna happen, think about this. What if you have no money? What if no Americans have any money at all? That's what it's gonna be like. When that happens, we're going to have mayhem. And all the conservatives and the liberals in every single neighborhood is going to be crying for martial law because even our best people are going to be robbing and stealing and looting from other neighbors. You know, the neighbor might be five or six or ten miles away or whatever, but they're going to start looting because they want to feed their children. They don't want to see their families starving on the floor. And, And so this is going to cause mayhem. And then that's going to be the perfect excuse for martial law and to bring in these troops and these SWAT teams and start confiscating our guns and whatever other weapons we have. Carl, it's going to be, Carl, we need to do this. Let me, let me, let me interrupt you just a second because, uh, yesterday, of course, we've got this guy, uh, David Chipman, who is on the hot seat, so to speak, uh, in a confirmation hearing up on Capitol Hill. And I spoke about him on Tuesday and then yesterday. And then also, tying in the issue of the militia. You know, and some of our founding fathers spoke about this because <clears throat> this is where you're going with it, is that you believe, like I do, the real constitutional law enforcers are the people, um, those able-bodied men, and I say men, I, I understand women can do it and all, but the fact of the matter is is God has given men a certain role and women a certain role, and the job of men is to protect women. We're, we used to get that in this country, protect Women and children, men would sacrifice their lives for women and children. That's what we did. And uh, we've lost some of that. We've become, we've been emasculated, effeminized, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And yet our founding fathers, people like Noah Webster said stuff like this, because you're talking about them coming in uh, forcibly taking weapons. And I know the people say from my cold, dead hands, you know, the Charleston Heston thing. But as you pointed out, and, and I see it clearly too, one guy in his house, they come knocking on your door, they bust in your door, you're not going to have a good chance of fighting them off. But if you're a community of people, and uh, we're going to bring, I think it's Patricia Wheat on from my state uh, here soon in her 100 program, where she talks about, you know, getting the community together, at least 100 people who get to know each other, who build a community there where you're at, uh, get to know one another, 
uh, get involved in one of those lives, and that way when trouble comes, you can quickly get everybody together instead of you know them being able to pick people off one by one. And uh, Noah Webster said, <clears throat> Before a standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed, as they are in almost every kingdom of Europe. The supreme power in America cannot enforce unjust laws by the sword. Now, that was at his time. Because the whole body of people are armed and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops that can be on any pretense raised in the United States. But we've seen over the past, what, couple of decades, and Ron Paul was warning about this in um, 1997. In fact, I told people yesterday I was going to try to pull that up. And uh, if you don't mind, one of the things, what I I want to do is just to show people the warnings that that have come. This came about, I I got a hold of this video when the Bundy Ranch stuff was going on. I'm just going to play this. This is Ron Paul for just a couple of minutes, warning about the arming of federal agencies, especially the Bureau of Land Management and others. We've seen the post office. We've seen... um, Uh, uh, the IRS and others being armed with what these anti-gunners, these anti-Americans in Congress call weapons of war, which they are weapons of war. That's that's the whole point of having the weapons mm-hmm. is to secure a free state. And, and the militia is part of the Second Amendment. So let me play this here where he warns about this and then get your comments on that and how that would tie to what we're at. Here's Ron Paul. The time of the gentleman from Pennsylvania has expired. The gentleman from Texas, Mr. Paul, is recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, earlier this year, another member severely criticized me on the House floor for declaring on C-SPAN that, indeed, many Americans justifiably feared their own government. This fear has come from the police state mentality that prompted Ruby Ridge, Waco, and many other episodes of an errant federal government. Under the Constitution, there was never meant to be a federal police force. Even an FBI limited only to investigations was not accepted until this century. Yet today, fueled by the federal government's misdirected war on drugs, radical environmentalism, and the aggressive behavior of the nanny state, we have witnessed the massive buildup of a virtual army of armed regulators prowling the states where they have no legal authority. The sacrifice of individual responsibility and the concept of local government by the majority of American citizens has permitted the army of bureaucrats to thrive. We have depended on government for so much for so long that we as a people have become less vigilant of our liberties. And as long as the government provides largesse for the majority, the special interest lobbyists will succeed in continuing the redistribution of welfare programs that occupies most of Congress's legislative time. Wealth is limited, yet demands are unlimited. A welfare system inevitably diminishes production and shrinks the economic pie. As this occurs, Anger among the competing special interests grows. While Congress and the people concentrate on material welfare and its equal redistribution, the principles of liberty are ignored and freedom is undermined. And more immediate, the enforcement of the interventionist state requires a growing army of bureaucrats. 
Since groups demanding special favors from the federal government must abuse the rights and property of those who produce wealth and cherish liberty, real resentment is directed at the agents who come to eat out our substance. The natural consequence is for the intruders to arm themselves to protect against angry victims of government intrusion. Thanks to a recent article by Joseph Farah, director of the Western Journalism Center of Sacramento, California, appearing in the Houston Chronicle, the surge in the number of armed federal bureaucrats have been brought to our attention. Farah points out that in 1996 alone, at least 2,439 new federal cops were authorized to carry firearms. That takes the total up to nearly 60,000. Farah points out that these cops were not only in agencies like the FBI, but include the EPA, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the Army Corps of Engineers. Even Bruce Babbitt, according to Farah, wants to arm the Bureau of Land Management. Farah logically asks, when will the NEA have its armed art cops? This is a dangerous trend. It's ironic that the proliferation of guns in the hands of the bureaucrats is pushed by the anti-gun fanatics who hate the Second Amendment and would disarm every law-abiding American citizen. Yes, we need gun control. We need to disarm our bureaucrats, then abolish the agencies. Amen. If government bureaucrats like guns that much, let them seek work with the NRA. Force and intimidation are the tools of tyrants. Intimidation with government guns and the threat of imprisonment and the fear of harassment by government agents put fear into the hearts of millions of Americans. Four days after Paula Jones refused a settlement in her celebrated suit, she received notice that she and her husband would be audited for 1995 taxes. Since 1994 is the current audit year for the IRS, the administration's denial that the audit is related to the suit is suspect, to say the least. Even if it is coincidental, don't try to convince the American people. Most Americans, justifiably cynical and untrusting toward the federal government, know the existence, the evidence exists that since the 1970s, both Republican and Democratic administrations have not hesitated to intimidate their political enemies with IRS audits and regulatory harassment. Even though the average IRS agent doesn't carry a gun, the threat of incarceration and seizure of property is backed up by many guns. All government power is ultimately gun power and serves the interests of those who despise or do not comprehend the principles of liberty. The gun in the hands of law-abiding citizens serve to hold in check arrogant and aggressive government. Guns in the hands of the bureaucrats do the opposite. The founders of this country fully understood this fact. And I yield back. The time of the judge. All right, uh, Carl. But, I mean, that's a pretty powerful speech, and that's 19, September of 1997 when Ron Paul was warning about that. Today, it's not just you've got some guns in some of these agencies. It's every agency has basically its own small little, well, I don't even want to say small, police force, army, if you will, armed to the teeth. And these guys don't follow the law. They They twist the law. They come with no-knock raids in people's houses, sometimes entering the wrong houses, sometimes without a warrant, and all of this kind of stuff. 
What do you what do you make out of what Ron Paul says versus what you're trying to do today? Well, first of all, I find it fascinating that that particular uh, video was made on Constitution Day, that September seventeenth. Yep. Back in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, doesn't that tell the story of what we have today? Doesn't that tell the story how we need our own Constitution Day? We the people, we're the ones who are the uh, rulers, the leaders, and the higher powers over the Republicans, the Democrat, and the entire swamp of Washington, D.C. We need to use our Second Amendment rights because the militia is necessary for the security of a free state. Each of our states being free, independent, and sovereign, pursuant to our, the supreme laws of the land. Uh, and so we need to get these families around the state capital. We need hundreds, if not thousands, of families. We are, it, this is going to be an open carry rally. Now, we're not going to be planning on shooting anybody or pointing guns at anybody. That's not the point. But we're standing up for the laws of the United States. It says in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, that it's the militia who are to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections. In this particular case, our insurrections are the Republicans and the Democrats and the president since 1913 up in Washington, D.C., who are stealing our God-endowed individual inalienable rights. And so we need, to do, we need to surround our state capital and, and, and make this happen. We need another Constitution Day. You know, there was a movie out, of, uh, was it maybe a, not quite a couple decades ago. It's been quite a while now. But it was called Independence Day. And it was where these aliens came in and started to try to take over the entire world. And we're going we to, we need a speech just like that. Because these megalomaniacs from the Trial Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the IMF, the UN, uh, the World Economic Forum, all these different international agencies that really were founded by the owners of the privately owned uh, Federal Reserve System are trying to take us over. Every single American, they're trying to make every single American a serf and, and a vassal. And they're going to steal the money of the American middle class family and put it into this international bowl of currencies and assets. And they're going to steal it from the American middle class. And this is our last chance, you know, before we're forced to go into the night. The difference is here is today we have Big Brother who's watching us through all sorts of spying mechanisms, including things like dishwashers, wash machines, refrigerators. Eric Edward Snowden told us about this. And, uh, and they're even listening to us and, and tracking us through our phone systems. They got us tracked down to like three or four feet wherever we are. And uh, if we don't cause our state legislators who the founding fathers saw as a safety mechanism to protect us from the central government, which, were, which was made by the states, the free, independent, and sovereign states, and were only given 18 enumerated powers that they were allowed to do under Article One, Section 8 of the Constitution. And by way of this Kentucky and Virginia resolution, 
We're going to put them back in that box. Thomas Jefferson said, let's put them in the shackles of the Constitution so that our rights can be maintained and the rights of the states as well. And so uh, that's what we're doing, and it's critical. I mean, imagine all the powers and all the guns, the U.S. government and the U.N. and U.N. peacekeepers and, and troops from all over the country that want to steal the American middle class's assets and put them into this global bowl and so that we have the equal distribution of misery. You see, those agencies of which I have just just mentioned just before here, um, they want to steal the, the American middle class. The, the whole world's jealous and envious of our American middle class citizen. And so what they want to do is take our assets when we're on the floor hurting and our children are starving. We're all starving to death because we don't have any money because the bankers were successful in printing fake fiat money and just getting it into the matrix and uh, causing our dollar to collapse. And we only have, we don't have much time. We got to get out there. We know that if Utah passes this bill, the rest of the American people, the sheep will start to wake up and say, hey, I don't want our free, independent, sovereign country, our state. Uh, you know, uh, we don't want our people starving. We don't want our children and wives starving. We're going to stand up. We're going to stand up for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and we're going to save our state, our country, and all the rest of the countries will fall suit. Um, and we don't have much time, so we need to get out there. Okay. All right. So you guys have <clears throat> been out there for, what, over a week now uh, at the state capitol in Utah. You're, you're changing up. I, I think you've got people out there at different times uh, kind of right. covering for one another, give people a little bit of a rest because it's a long thing. And I know, you know, Carl, everybody can't just go out there. They, they got to work. They got to take care of those families now, too. So some people can come in and do shifts. I know that you're, you're open to that. Uh, you're giving out constitutions, you're informing people, or you're educating people who come on the grounds of the state capitol there in Utah as to what you're doing. How's it going as far as talking to any legislature, uh, any legislators there in Utah about the plan that you have, and what kind of time frame are they looking at? Are they kind of giving you the Mickey Mouse thing and kind of uh, putting off, saying, oh, well, this is going to take too long, and this is going to be a long thing, and this, that, and the other? I mean, I, I understand... Overall, it's going to take probably a couple of years, but to get the big ball rolling, it should it should just take a matter of, of weeks or months if people were diligent about doing it. How's that looking out there? Uh, pretty good. I talked to uh, one state representative. Uh, his name is Norman uh, Thurston, Norman Thurston. And if anybody wants to write letters and send them to him that they want him to look at the bill that I sent him. Now, the bill that I sent him was actually fashioned for Wisconsin, but you just simply need to change the name of Wisconsin to Utah, and then you have your bill. It's pretty much that simple. So I sent them an exact facsimile. It's actually truly a, an exact facsimile of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions, and we've uh, augmented it with an arrest provision so that the county sheriffs can enforce each and every state nullification. And, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, and also we've also sent that information to other legislators as well through their email addresses. 
So I'm planning on uh, going back to see them uh, later, late next week. What, I'm, what I believe is going to happen and what I'm hoping is happening is that Norman Thurston is uh, talking to his fellow legislators. You know, they're out of session right now. They did come back into session on the 18th and 19th of uh, this current month, which is quickly coming to an end. This is already Memorial Weekend. It's impossible almost to do anything on Memorial Weekend. Uh, but in any case, I'm hoping that they're going to be talking to, that Norman will be talking to the rest of his fellow legislators uh, next week. And I'm planning on going back and talking to Norman Thurston and uh, seeing what he's got going. Because they're going to have to come back before January when their regular uh, state legislative session starts to take place. And they're going to have to come back for a special session. I am, you know, we are thoroughly convinced that the dollar is going to collapse before January. The moment that the uh, something called the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, and China reject the U.S. currency because of its current hyperinflationary uh, happening that's happening right now as we speak. Once they reject the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, which we believe will be in just a few months, so that their people aren't infected by the hyperinflationary collapse of the U.S. dollar, uh, that within 72 hours from the point that they reject the dollar, you know, we're going down to the value of zero for purchasing power in a dollar. So we've got to get enough people around the state capital of Utah. And by the way, since this affects every single living America American across the entire union, People should come from all over and surround the state capitol. The reason why we're, again, the reason why we're doing this is that the people of Utah are very constitutionally uh, knowledgeable and they're very godly people. And we, and, and they're the exact type of people that we need to surround the state capitol. Everybody that I've spoken to, except for maybe, you know, one handful, you know, and I've spoken to many hundreds. Uh, they all are uh, of this nature, and I believe that this is the best state to get this uh, bill passed, and and all the rest of the states will follow suit. Carl, let me uh, ask you. Let so me ask you. Right now. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that because you talk about uh, the issue of gold and silver, which we've covered several times on the show. We've talked about debt. We've talked about usury. All of that ties in with the central banking and things, and <clears throat> is really going back to the Hamiltonian. You know, version of how he saw America, which was no different than when they before they fought the the war for independence. But when you tell people, okay, we're months away possibly from uh, the the dollar, you know, just going the way of the regular garbage and uh, us losing the world reserve, uh, you know, perspective there. Right. Yeah, right. So you you get rid of that. How does one state, Utah, this goes into effect, how does that stop an economic collapse in Utah? How, I mean, can you explain to people how it stops it there in Utah, even though it might affect other states that may not go along with what uh, you guys are trying to advance there in Utah? How does that work so people can grasp what's actually going on and the benefit of doing what you're telling them to do, at least for the... For the uh, for the money issue. Right. Now here in Utah, and there's uh, it's three or four more states 
they've already started uh, setting up a system of gold and silver to be used in tender payment of debts. They've made, they initialized the basis, the foundation to make that happen. Uh, so while this is going on, uh, beginning with the commencement of, uh, you know, state nullifying approximately 100 bills that have been passed since 1913 a month. So we're planning on doing this incrementally. Um, once we start doing this and once we start bringing up gold and silver as a tender and payment of debts, um, you know, that'll commence the, the saving the economy of Utah itself. And once we start actually putting this in the process, even though there's uh, at least four states that have commenced with uh, using gold and silver as a tender and payment of debts, uh, we need to actually make this happen. So as we're starting to state nullify this, we're seeing our legislators beginning to make the steps that they need to use gold and silver so we can use gold and silver to protect the value of, you know, of the dollar. And the dollar, see, the dollar used to be gold and silver coin. That's what it was up to 1913, with a couple advents of where it wasn't used as a dollar in, in history. But even at that time, even in the United States, the dollar had crashed. Uh, for example, you might have heard the expression, that's not worth a continental or the greenback. So that's why we want to use gold and silver coin. Now, Lincoln back in the day, after the war, I don't know why before the war he was so against the Constitution and the 10th Amendment, but after the war, he became stoutly against the 10th Amendment law and also the money clause laws. So he brought back gold and silver coin and tender payment of debts. And that's how we would protect the people in Utah uh, from the collapse of the dollar so that they could feed their families by bringing back gold and silver. So that's a, that's a part of the plan, Tim. Uh, and we also, okay. like I said, had mentioned, the rest of the states will follow suit. You know, every, you know, it's even on the mainstream news. Just watch, you can watch the mainstream news. These guys in these uh, international uh, uh, organizations, they're coming in with this global reset. Everybody knows it. You need to get to your state capitals. Come to, let's start. We got to start with one state. Everybody come over here to Utah. Help us, our families, to surround the state capital and protect the entire United States. We pass this in one state. The rest of the states will have to follow suit. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I, I see what you're saying. We've got us. We've got some stuff that's going on. I put it out yesterday, uh, and I was going to bring it up here because you talked about starving and things of that nature. And there's some things already in in, I guess, in the works that's already happening where we're seeing a possible, um, you know, let's say it for what it is, a famine in the U.S. Uh, that's looming over, and this is due to all of the uh, convid nonsense that's been going on. Uh, we've seen where some of the, the trucks uh, have had problems due to the regulations and restrictions that's been on there. Some of the stores have had problems. Uh, of course, in our country, a lot of people have not learned uh, agriculture and to grow their own food and things. More people are doing that, which we're grateful for. But you've got all this, and you know the Bible talks about a prudent man sees what's coming and he prepares, and... I know a lot of people who listen to the show here have been doing that. We've been doing it as much as we can with our limited resources as well. 
But we've got something else going on even that's I don't know how you how you legislate if you've got supply lines that are broken down in the midst of this too. So is there something that comes along with that too? The gold and silver I get. I get you can move from that. People can still have something tangible in their hands that they can trade uh, if they have any kind of property, uh, whatever that property might be of value. They can barter with people. All those kinds of things can be done still, you know, if people are willing to do it. But what about these other things that, that have the potential to come in and do the same thing, end up doing the same thing? Would there be something that you're you're foreseeing in that? And I'm asking you that because you're an economist too, so you ha- you have to take into account all of this stuff that's been going on over the past year and how that might affect what you're doing right now. Now, Utah is in particular an awesome state. Uh, as you know, the state of Utah is uh, primarily, but not only, uh, of the... Uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as Mormons. Now, they have been practicing for decades on top of decades, you know, uh, canning foods, uh, saving provisions. They're like constantly being preparing for what we're, what we're, what's coming on now. With the collapse of the dollar and because of COVID-19, the food shortages, uh, that's kind of like part of these, part of the people's religion here in Utah. So they've been saving up food, you know, they'll have, uh, uh, you know, uh, shelving, they'll have um, tons of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name that you use it when you have a seller, a seller of food. And they've been doing that for years over here. And that's another reason why I believe, uh, you know, uh, and also now we have things like, you know, Patriot Supply and all these other places that have uh, long-term storage food. Um, I myself have buckets and buckets and buckets of long-term storage food, you know, for uh, militia that would be with me and for uh, and for my family and for people who, what we're looking for, <laughs> I'd like to just mention this too as long as we're on the subject. Um, there's some belief that uh, a lot of militia are going to be moving out here to Utah. Uh, and there, and a few years back, I was in contact with sources in the military, especially uh, special forces. Uh, the plan is is that the militias were going to be coming out here to Utah because Utah is like the perfect place with the situation with the mountains and things like that. There aren't a lot of roads coming into a certain part of these mountains, and they're easy. To, the roads will be easy to control. Our issue would be airport air air situations air-to-ground problems, uh, but we are really looking for the militias to come out here and bring their families, and we're looking at building manufacturing plants of all sorts, you know, things for building materials and doors and door frames, whatever, hardware, um, you know, manufacturing of every sort, including uh, manufacturing for weapons and firearms and ammo and all those sorts of things. Some of the things have been started already here in Utah. There was a very wealthy guy that I'm, I had I have heard about. Um, I think he was a football player or something, made a lot of money. And he's planning on uh, building a, you know, a big ranch and a big farm. And what I was, I'm planning on doing the same thing, to be honest with you. And, and uh, we're planning on having a bunkhouse of uh, militia 
and we'll provide for them room and board as long as they're willing to work the ranch and work the, the farm that we're planning on having. And we want, you know, everybody to come out here. And from here, we can, you know, have a force to restore the rule of law and execute the rule of law. And uh, particularly the 10th Amendment that protects our God-endowed individual rights and our individual states, which are free, independent, sovereign countries, according to the supreme law of the land. And so these are some other plans that we have. And uh, we just would like, you know, like I said, come on out here from wherever you are and start to do this, and then your state will do it as well. Okay, so anyways, that's where we're at, Tim. Did I answer your question okay? Yes, sir, you did. And in fact, I just want to give a quick plug. Uh, we had Franklin Sanders on from the Money Changer, the-moneychanger.com. People remember we've had him on a couple of times. And you guys who are interested in gold and silver, uh, I had several people after the show who per- who were going to purchase their gold and silver from somewhere else, bought it uh, from his his sons over at Volunteer Precious Metals, and they said they saved. I had one person tell me they saved five hundred dollars from getting that. That this is part of the thing. If you're wanting to get into the gold and silver uh, aspect of things, then head over to volunteerpreciousmetals.com. Tell them Tim from Sons of Liberty sent you. Um, that's a way of prepping too uh, for what's what's coming. There's there's no doubt that this is going to be coming down the down the pike. So <clears throat> here's the thing, Carl. If people head out there to Utah and they go to the state capitol, they're coming from another state, or they're in the state of Utah, and they come out there, where are they going to find you guys located at to where they can get up with you, they can they can have some fellowship, uh, there can be some education that's done, they can get involved in what's going on. Where are they going to find you there at the capitol? What are they looking for? Tim, every, th- every single thing that I do is public. I don't hide virtually anything unless it be going on some particular militia op that required OPSEC. Uh, so I wouldn't be opposed to you showing a picture of our operational vehicle that I sent you back uh, a few months ago. We have this very large American Militia Freedom Forces vehicle. It's a dark blue in color. It's got uh, satellite communications. It's got this big dome on top. It has uh, spotlights, remote control spotlights on it. It's got, it has all these militia decals on it and uh, some uh, Founding Fathers uh, sayings and things like that as decals on the side of the vehicle. It's approximately like 35 feet long. It's got uh, toolboxes on the sides built into the uh, back bed of the truck, which is over 11 foot long. Uh, And alongside of that, we put up a tall flagpole about 20 feet high, and it'll have the Gadsden flag at the top. Why does it have the Gadsden flag at the top? Because the Gadsden flag, which is the one with the yellow background with the snake on it that says, don't tread on me, that is the American people's flag. That was our very first flag of freedom. And that's what we, that is the flag that we all fought under who were fighting for freedom and liberty. And when we were going up against our cops and our troops in red coats, who were uh, in so-called enforcing the tyrannical, despotic laws by our original superpower government, otherwise known as the British government, okay? So we'll be flying the Gazden flag at the very top of this flagpole. It's a three-by-five flag. And then just underneath that, we are going to have General Washington's flag, his special forces, his SEAL Team 6, if you will, 
and that is called the uh, Washington's Cruisers flag. What does that look like? It's another three by five flag, big flag. It's white background. And at the top, it says an appeal to heaven. And underneath it, it has a pine tree underneath that. And that was Washington's special forces flag. So we'll be flying that because we're going to need all the special forces from God we can get out here. We're honoring God. We, we, we believe in our hearts and our souls that without God, we have no hope against this mighty army that our Republicans and Democrats created by building the deep state through violating an insurrection and treason against the 10th Amendment law. That's how they created this deep state, which is a plethora of federal executive branch agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from even existing in the first place pursuant to 10th Amendment law and order. Uh, and other and other laws that are in the Constitution. Carl, so let me. That's let me, how you can find us. Okay. All right. Uh, I want you to do you me a favor. Find that truck, and we'll be within a hundred yards of that. Okay. I want you to do me a favor. Ahead, Send me Taylor, those sorry. images again because they're way up in there in a lot of lists, and it's going to take me forever to find them. If you can send me the images again, and also your um, your bill that you wrote so that we can put it out there. People in other states would love to use that. I know. I know we got some activists within uh, our listening audience. They'd love to be able to take that and put that up in their state. So if you can send me that, guys, I'll get it in the archive this morning, and that way we can get it out a lot faster to people in other states, and they can start doing whatever they want to do with that in their particular state as well. Uh, We've got about a minute and a half here. Are there final words that you want to give to people about a minute and a half here? Yes, and the bill that I'm going to send you was literally passed by uh, New Hampshire uh, in their house, and then uh, the Senate didn't didn't take it up, and uh, and the, and the uh, governor hadn't signed it, but the state house did, and New Hampshire did pass it. Uh, now, the reason why we didn't finish passing it in Wisconsin is because uh, in the Wisconsin Tea Party. Uh, they just wanted to vote for Republicans, and they thought back then in the day uh, when we had built this 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 bill, and it was a copy again of the New Hampshire bill and uh, the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions. I'm going to send that to you, Tim, and yeah, the more you can get it out to the other states, the better, because obviously the more states that are on board doing this, the sooner we can rid ourselves of the deep state and all of these insurrections and uh, treason against the Tenth Amendment law, which protects us. Amen. Amen. And we want to support that. That's why I wanted to bring you on. I appreciate you being up. I know you're very tired. I know it's like 4 a.m. right there now, uh, 3 a.m. when you came on. And we appreciate you, Captain Carl, uh, leading the way there in Utah. And I appreciate all the people who are going out there and seeing him, standing with him, and uh, keeping that post up to push for these things to have our employees or the employees of the state of Utah act on behalf of the people they serve. We want to do that across the country in every state, every sovereign country that's out there in the United States. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Adios.